filming like behind the, the scenes. The TV was just in the camera. Where? What camera <laughs> is on right now? Is that one? We're sitting weird. It's it's just because I'm short. Interesting. Okay. Um, hey guys, welcome <laughs> to what's the word today? We're super excited to have you. Um. Okay. We're. <laughs> Welcome to the word. There is lots of commotion happening in the background. If you could hear it, we love you so much. It was not just the TV being moved. There were lots of things like EO hit her hand and like yeah. whimpered twice very loudly. Yeah. Like it was like, oh. There was a lot going on. There, there sure was. Um, but welcome to What's the Word. We're super excited to have you. If you have been on with us this week, you know that we have been talking about leadership. And the question that you saw in the title today is, do I have what it takes to be a leader? Can I be a leader? We're going to be talking about those things because I don't know if you're like me, but there have been times where I have, and I'm sure Marky has, heard these leadership things, and it's like, I have so far to climb. <laughs> I'm, I'm here, and the mountaintop is so, like, it can feel intimidating. And so today we are going to talk about do you have what it takes to be a leader? And fun fact, yes, you do. I, like, I'm just going to give you the answer right now. Yes, you do. <laughs> Amen. Amen. William is concerned, and he wants to know if Kevin's okay. He's okay. Is Ke Kevin's okay? Kevin, are you okay? I'm okay. He's Kevin, fine. Kevin, are, are you okay over there? I'm okay. Where, where are you? Where are you? There he is! I'm over here. I'm okay. Sorry. Just I feel bad for getting the TV in the way, but, you know. It, okay. it happens. <laughs> we're a people of forgiveness, so you're Thank fine. you, thank you. It's one of those learning experiences you have when you're trying to be a leader. You make mistakes and then you mm -hmm. learn from them. Noble failure. Yes. I think we talked about that Sorry. yesterday, right? <laughs> yes, we did. We I sure did. Want, I didn't want to be the example. <laughs> we're back. Um, also, fun fact, we're trying a different setup today. Yeah. So let us know if you think that it looks cool having us split up like this. But yeah, today we're going to be talking about just leadership. And first off, if you guys have any questions, Get them ready, put them in the comments, and we want to answer any questions that you have. But, you know, I got to actually be on, <laughs> I got to be on this segment with Pastor um, a lot this week. I've had the opportunity to kind of sit under Pastor's uh, leadership for almost eight years now. And I know for me, when I first started listening to this stuff, it was a, okay, fun pill to swallow. Like, I was yeah. talking to Pastor the other day about it and he's even mentioned like if you were to put yourself on a scale of one to ten as a leader where would you put yourself and when I first went through I was like well four maybe and like we finished the training I'm like I'm not even a zero like <laughs> man cool and I told pastor the other day I hope I'm a three at this point and then he like he started explaining his vision for things I'm like I'm not even a three. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, a one? Like, I don't know. But there's so much to grow in and learn from. And so you and then the gents off screen, like, what have you been, what have you been getting this week? I love that, that, that pastors even talk about leadership because it's something that I really wasn't incredibly aware of before. Like, I was, in my head, it's kind of like pastoral ministry and, you know, like, the congregants, and that was basically my, the only time I ever really paid attention to leadership was if you're like a pastor or a minister or whatever, and I never really paid attention to 
if you're not a pastor, but you're in leadership in a church or even in a business, if you're in leadership, the importance of that. Like, it wasn't even something that was really on my radar until I got here. Yeah. Um, like, I had a class on it in Bible school, submission and authority. But again, it was... It was more so like referring to pastors, but I I never really learned how to how to work on a team and stuff like that. Yeah, Joni just said watching you guys has made me worried that I'm not even on the same scale. <laughs> I told I told pastor I was like, so um, does this mean there's like a minus scale? Like I'm <laughs> minus five. <laughs> like, well, you know, um, when it comes to like leadership, I've I always had like a fun experience where like. I always assumed, because I, I would hear like things like John Maxwell and you know different people like that who like teach like church leadership mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I always questioned whether it was biblical, you know, because you don't when you read through scripture like does it say leadership principles like this is this is what a good leader looks like, but but once once I actually started you know um, especially when I started listening to pastors leadership um, leadership teaching and leadership class mm-hmm. that he's done. It, I all all of a sudden he starts pulling in all these different scriptures because when you hear when you hear about leadership in church, um, one of the things that I've noticed has been missing is scripture. Yes. But pastor has a way to bring scripture into it, and I got to a point where I recognized that leadership is discipleship. True. You know that's what leadership is. It's discipleship. It's you know the Bible says that we you know we're all ministers, but God's given us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. You know, that, that's discipleship. Leadership is discipleship. Put that in the comments. Leadership is discipleship. This is how we, we, we grow people. This is how we develop people. And, and it's a biblical thing. Jesus was one of the great, was the greatest leader, you know, that we read in scripture. And, and, you know, that's one of the things that's really stuck out to me this week is just how, how biblical and scriptural this is, this whole concept of leadership. Because, you know, if we, because if we aren't careful, we can get to a, position where we're just talking about worldly things and worldly leadership but but biblical leadership is it's what causes us to grow and go higher yes yes good good worldly leadership even when you get to the roots of it is in scripture yeah it's It's in the word of god it's in wisdom you can literally read through proverbs and see why successful leaders are successful they They follow those habits, which is one of the things Pastor was talking about, setting those habits in your life that yeah. that uh, perpetuate success and, and leadership mm-hmm. uh, goals. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. It's like even in even with Jesus and his disciples, I thought something that was really interesting was when I learned once that when I realized eventually that even in his twelve disciples that he had structures of leadership. Like there was the twelve and then there was the three. And three were in a different position than the other ones. It wasn't like here's Jesus and everyone else. There was actually a system of leadership even within his disciples, which I thought is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And look, I said it right at the outset. I totally understand feeling challenged by this stuff, but truly it goes to something that we said at the beginning of the week growth without change is impossible like we'll never get to the heights that we're called to go to unless we change but that change it's not bad it just means that we're going to go to another place like truly i i feel like the lord is going to give pastors extra jewels in their crown um (laughs) for all of the times that i cried like when they corrected me like each time the lord's like uh 
for every tear that she sheds. That's just another diamond up I, there. I probably <laughs> rivaled you. No. I, no. I, no. <laughs> no. Like, I was bad. Like, I, but truly, what the Lord's been able to do is he's been able to mold me and shape me to look more and more like him. But I get it. Like hearing this stuff and then recognizing that I'm here when I thought I was here and I know that here's available. Like it's not always super fun feeling. And so like Buddy in particular, you know, Buddy and Kevin both, like, I, I mean, you're an evangelist daughter. Buddy has been, you know, in youth leadership positions. Like, he's he's led the youth. Kevin, Kevin's led entire teams. And yet you have all four of us here now saying that even this week, myself included, I was on the broadcast. And I'm still challenged to go higher, yes. like, with it. And so have there been things this week that you guys have seen in particular that's, like, shaped or changed like how you're viewing how to lead i got corrected on several things by the holy spirit throughout the week like and in a good way different things are brought out but like this week um i don't know if it was wednesday or thursday uh you guys were talking about um basically being able a good leader is approachable and has safe harbor where people are able to go to them for stuff and as that was happening, I was, I was, I was just kind of like, okay, yeah, I think I need to work on that a little bit. Cause in the past I've been afraid to bring things to the pastor sometimes and I've done it, but I still could grow in it. Um, because it's like, there's that feeling of they're going to look bad at me. They're yeah. not going to, they're not going to love me as much, or they're going to, they're going to be disappointed in me or they're not going to like me. And there are all these thoughts that you have. And I had to like, uh, the Holy Spirit was correcting me on that to not think that way. And then the next, and little did I know, the Lord was showing me that because I was going to need to bring something literally in hours. So Pastor Nicole, yesterday when she talks about someone that brought her something that morning, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I brought her something yesterday morning that I had been messing up so many times in, so many times in. And I was like, I've talked to her about this one thing probably six times of like, like I'm not even kidding, so many times and my flesh did not want to bring it again. I wanted to be like, yeah, I've handled it. <laughs> yeah, I worked. We haven't talked about it in a little bit because I've handled it. But no, we hadn't talked about it because I hadn't handled it. So I like once again, and I'm expect like my flesh is expecting like she's going to beat me. <laughs> not really. She's wonderful and gentle. But like my flesh is like, like she's going to be upset at me or she's going to be disappointed. And let's just not talk about it because that'll make it better. <laughs> <laughs> if we just avoid it, it's not it's not going to be an issue. Maybe she'll forget. Maybe everyone will forget. So, but anyway, so I brought it to her, and she was so gentle with it, like so gentle. And the the way the Lord brought about the conversation, like it didn't even start out on that one topic, but it, it led there. Yeah. But anyway, so what I'm saying is this week's broadcast specifically, I can I can point to multiple things, but especially that specifically helped me. Yeah. to bring be reminded I shouldn't be afraid of going to my leaders. Yeah. I shouldn't be afraid of them not loving me because they operate in uh, God's love, which is unconditional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that's really been sticking out to me is just, you know, and it falls under that same vein, is, you know, leading from a place of rest, you know, um, being able to rest. Can we move the shot to Buddy yeah. and Kevin? Hi. 
<laughs> being able to move from a place of, of rest because, you know, it's in rest that we're able to confidently go before our pastors and say, hey, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the person who broke an expensive piece of equipment, <laughs> that was me. You know? didn't have to tell um, but, uh, but, you know, it's just, um, but, you know, being able to be in a place of rest where I recognize that they're not going to come after me. Mm-hmm you know, for making a mistake, yeah. you know, um, where, and, and at, honestly, it's the same thing with God too. You know, when I make a mistake, the God says, come boldly before my throne of grace so that you can receive help in time of need. So, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if we want to be leaders, just like Christ, if we want to be like Christ, mm-hmm. if we want to be like God in, in our leadership abilities, you know, we have to operate from a place of rest as well. Yeah. It, it, when people under us make mistakes or when, you know, when those situations happen, it's important for us to be operating from a place of rest as well. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. one of the things that I've noticed about pastor, because honestly, this is one of those things that, I, that really has been challenging me this week and just what, what they've been talking about is just being in that place of rest. Don't, not being in unrest when you don't have all your checklists and things, you know, written off because yeah. it's easy to be like, well, I have so many things to do and I don't know if I have enough time. Well, first and foremost, you know, Rest is is the biblical evidence of faith. You know, if I don't if I don't think I have enough time to get things done, who am I relying on? Who's the source? It's me. You know, Um, one of the things that I've noticed about pastors, though, and and I noticed this one one time in particular when they were correcting when pastor was was bringing some correction to Luke is, you know, because I've seen a lot of parents correct their kids. You know, I was a youth pastor. I've seen a lot of parents try to correct their kids. And most of the time it's not done from a place of rest. It's, yeah. what are you doing? You get back over, what, you know, like, and it's not from a place of rest, but whenever I saw a pastor, you know, bringing correction, it, it's just, Luke, what are you doing? Like, there's an authority in it. He's not out of rest, you know, but he's like, all right, let, and then let's talk this through, you know, it, he does it from a position of rest and, and that, and, and there's something about being under a leader who, who, even when they bring their correction, they're bringing it in rest, that just brings you, it puts you at rest as well. Yeah. Like, like, all right. It's going to work out. God is faithful. God is good. Let's talk this out. Let's work this through. You might have missed it. That's that's okay. If we t- let's, what can we learn from this? Yeah. You know that position of rest really helps. Really helps everyone, yes. and it helps develop a culture of rest. It helps develop a culture of you know of peace. You know, and it develops a culture where making mistakes is yeah. okay. Not, not yeah, it's not fatal. It's as long as it's a noble failure, not a chronic failure, like we were talking about. Yeah, I, I was thinking when Marky was talking about uh, feeling uncomfortable knowing that, you know, I'm not at that level, so to speak, um, and, and pastor's approach of love in, in what he's doing uh, to help us grow, equipping us for the ministry, for the work of the ministry, mm-hmm. is, is helping us to, to raise up to where God has called us to be. And the realization that I, it's no surprise that we all have levels to grow in. Mm-hmm. Pastor's not surprised by that. Uh, for sure, God's not surprised at that. Mm-hmm. So why are we trying to hide it or feel like, you know, it, it's, it's embarrassing? Well, it feels that way. It really does feel that way. I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't. But um, some of that realization that God's love and, and our pastor's love for us, and, and if we're operating out of a, a love uh, motivation for other people, it's, it's raising people up, and it's a safe, it's a safe environment to, to change and improve. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, we all have that room to grow. And yeah. that's one of the little numbers he had was number three, face the facts. That one stuck out. Face the facts. Yeah. I got a lot of facts to face. <laughs> it's okay, though. It's okay. Something that I wrote down um, that stuck out to me. And I'm like, I'm doing stuff. I'm like working in the back and stuff. And as Pastor's talking, I was like, oh, that's so good. I need to write that down right now and stop what I'm doing. Was um, if I trust him to promote me, I won't care if I look silly or stupid. And that was something that hit me. And mm -hmm. if I'm trying to promote myself, I'm going to be in constant fear of, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna grow the same, or I'm not yeah. gonna be able to do as much, or I'm not going to act out in faith. I'm not gonna be able to take action because if I mess up, then it's gonna hinder me. Yeah. And that and like with the pastors and way it should be with any pastor or a good leader is knowing God placed me here. It wasn't my doing. If you're in the right place, God placed me here. So I don't have to maintain it. It's, I mean, I need to be diligent, but it's, it's God's favor that I need to rely on, not my performance. Yeah. Then you're just getting in works. And that's been my ditch is um, definitely being legalistic with stuff and works and trying to do it all myself. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's facing reality. Like, do you have what it takes to be a leader? I think right after that, you ask yourself, do you have what it takes to be honest with yourself mm -hmm. about where your growth opportunities are? Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's exactly what Kevin was just saying. Everybody has them. Everybody has them. Mm -hmm. You know, pastor. Pastor has been raised a leader his entire life. Pastor, I was about to say how old pastor is. I don't need to do that. That pastor's older than I am. And he will still tell you like he operates in the power of God he has he has so much wisdom that the Lord's given him and yet he still has room to grow like he still says I think from the platform recently that he just feels like he just barely graduated out of kindergarten like maybe he's in first or second grade of the things of God well, if pastor's only in second grade, like, am I in diapers yet? Like, what? I'm still in the womb. <laughs> like, truly. And it's just being honest with yourself. Like, and our flesh so much wants to feel like we're, like, the best ever or that we've got our stuff together because our flesh isn't comfortable having the light shined on it because when, our, when the light of God is shined on our flesh, our flesh recognizes it can't stay alive. Mm -hmm. Like, it, yeah. flesh doesn't want light. It wants to stay in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. But when that light of God truly is allowed to highlight things to us, it may not feel pretty, but it allows us the opportunity to let the love of God come in mm -hmm. and completely change things around and transform us to look more like him. Amen. Hannah just said, humility is important. Yeah. Humility is key. We won't be a leader, a good leader, unless we're humble. 
Yeah. We won't be because God was a good, Jesus was a good leader. And how did he lead? He led with meekness. Mm -hmm. Like meekness isn't weakness. Mm -hmm. You know, meekness, pastor says, is power under control. And you have the different ditches of leadership. We didn't get into it and we don't have the time to get into all the different styles of leadership. But Jesus was a leader who replicated himself, mm -hmm. which meant that he needed to allow the disciples to get close enough to him to learn how to replicate from him. Mm -hmm. And he did it through meekness. Mm -hmm. He allowed them the ability to choose. Meekness is power under control. And as a leader, a good leader, you know when to exercise your power mm -hmm. and when to be gentle. You know when to be the lion, but you understand when to be the lamb. And mm -hmm. Pastor Cole said this to me a lot. You know, I'm a, I'm more of a strong-willed person. Like, if you've watched the broadcast or know me, I know, it's shocking, right? <laughs> like, Pastor Cole said this to me multiple times. You don't need to move into being a lion unless the Lord tells you to. You're a lamb until God says, be a lion right now. Mm -hmm. Like, you stay gentle until the Lord says to switch it. Yeah. And it's just hearing his voice. Like, a good yeah. leader's got to hear his voice. Mm -hmm. But you can't hear his voice unless you're humble. Yeah. And you're not going to be humble unless you get honest with yourself yeah. and recognize that stuff. Yeah, there's this, there's this corrupted thought process as a leader that says, I need to be perfect mm -hmm. and I need everyone else to see me perfect sure. or else they won't follow me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they, won't, uh, they won't respect me. Pastor mentioned that in The Man Who Would Be King. Yeah. yeah, I was talking and I was talking to someone from the church the other day who's from here and understand, has been taught, okay, as a leader, you need to be humble. So she was using it in her workplace and like her, her boss was telling her, no, you don't apologize. You don't apologize to people yeah. beneath you. You don't show any weakness. And she was like, that's not the biblical way. Like, cause she yeah. knows even in her secular job, if she'll be humble, that it'll work right. Yeah. That, the, that this biblical principle isn't just for at church, but it's in the workplace too. Um, and that, that's been, it's always blown my mind when I've seen you and pastors and other people walk in humility. And there've been many times where you've told me as you're you know, mentoring me and helping me, you've told me many times, okay, in this situation, you need to humble yourself with this person and you need to you need to apologize, you need to approach it this way, you need to do it this way. And I'm like, but I don't want to, <laughs> but I, I did it. And I was yeah. like, I was so glad because I can't operate in love if I'm not operating in humility. Well, and humility mm -hmm. leads to grace. Like I'm gonna hand it over to the guys in a second, but mm -hmm. we mentioned it earlier this week. If you look in James, it says humility leads to grace and greater grace. Mm -hmm. And so when a leader operates from a position of humility, it gives God that ability to then legally, spiritually, legally inject grace into the situation. Yeah. And grace is the empowerment of God. Mm -hmm. So in the situations like as a leader where there's tension or something's going wrong or you need something fixed or you just need to go higher, you need to be humble. Like I need to be more humble. Everybody needs to be more humble because it gives God that ability to come in and say, this has been keeping you down, but now I get to be here and raise it higher mm -hmm. to where it needs to be. That's good. That's good. I mean, humility is like vital. It's mm -hmm. vital. Yeah. Because um, I mean, we, we were saying humility is important. It's vital. Yes. Without humility, things will crash and burn. It's it's the bedrock. Without, yeah. Without it, you're already setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. And, and I like what Bear was saying about how how humility gives you the grace to go mm -hmm. higher. Mm -hmm. um, because in leadership, 
you know, and this is one of the things that I've been learning a lot recently. Have, have you ever been in the middle of like a debate or an argument or like a who would win in a fight segment? And then you realize at some point during that argument, you're wrong. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like the reality hits you and you're like, <laughs> Marky oh. just said no. <laughs> the you, people not, are with me. Marky says not yet. I think she's, are you referring to who would win in a fight? I don't appreciate it. But those moments have hit me in those. Um, but like, but you, you recognize, you know, you're, you're in this little thing and then all of a sudden you recognize you're wrong and now you have to make a decision. Yeah. Am I going to humble myself and own up? You know what? I'm, yeah. I'm, I missed it. I'm yes. wrong. You know, I recognize that you know, Batman would beat Iron Man, you know, something like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, I might have learned but, that. Uh, but, uh, but you recognize, and now you have to make the decision, am I going to humble myself yeah. and grow? Yes. Or am I going to put on a, no, I'm just going to stick it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, but even outside of all that, you know, we all have different perspectives. Yeah. Ke Kevin even said, I'm loving the four perspectives. You know, we all see life differently. We're all yeah. coming from different backgrounds, different perspectives. We all have different levels of leadership, mm -hmm. you know, where we've learned certain things, where there are some things we've learned that we need to unlearn. You know, yeah. like there, yeah. we've all coming, yes. we're all coming from different exactly. <laughs> backgrounds. Well, I'm telling you, like four and a half years in ministry and I get here and I realize that I need to unlearn most of what I knew, <laughs> what I thought I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and humility is, it, this is where the grace comes in humility, is humility is willing to ask questions. This is how yeah. I see things. I notice you're seeing things a different way. Let's talk this out. You know, that's kind of what, what Pastor Nicole was talking about yesterday when she was saying, you know, like we were seeing things differently. We talked for like, thir they talked for 30 minutes before... He they knows were able it's 30 minutes because it was me. And I told yeah. She <laughs> gives us 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> they talked for 30 minutes. And what happened? They both had grace to increase. Mm -hmm. Because now, now the, the, they've grown. They've talked it out. Yeah. There's been times when Pastor did something. And I'm like, I don't understand mm -hmm. why you did that. Mm -hmm. you know? and, and in my flesh, I'm looking and I'm like, this... Actually, like based on what I've been taught by the world and by you know other people, this doesn't seem right. So ask the question. Humility causes you to ask questions. Pride causes you to just kind of put in the back seat and be like, "No, they don't understand. I know more than them. Mm -hmm. They must not." You know what? You know? Yes. You know? Like I don't know if you've ever been in that situation oh, yeah. where like you see someone do something and you and you just kind of sit back and you're like, "That's not right." But what does what does Matthew eight say? He says, "If you see a wrong in someone else, go to them and ask yeah. them, talk to them, yeah. because that." That's what humility would do. Humility says, comes to someone and says, hey, I noticed you did this this way. Why did you do it that way? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. If they're wrong, you know, just asking that question and having that conversation will cause you both to go up. Yes. Like, I, I've heard a lot of people say, I disagree with that. I don't think that's right. And they'll just leave it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They'll just leave it there, walk away. And then what, what happened is the way that they perceive that person, especially if it's like your pastor yeah. or your leader, yeah. that's where it gets dangerous. Yeah. Because what happens is now the enemy plants a little seed in there, a little seed of... of of um, division, a little seed of, of disrespect, dishonor, a seed of familiarity, and all of a sudden now you're not receiving from that yes. person. Yes. Why? Because you didn't have the humility to go and ask and say, hey, I noticed you did this. Why did you do this? What, what was the motivation behind it? And then they'll give you one sentence, and then all of a sudden, holy smokes, like, I was wrong. You know, I, like, that's what humility did, would do. And, and so, like, it's important. You know, th this is something that the Lord's really taught me so much just in leadership. It, it's been insane. Like, it's been incredible. But, like, it's been, it's been great 
it's been fun. Anyway, um, but but I used to look at people and say, that's not right. I can't. But now when I go to them and I talk to them, we both go up because now we're now now they're able to grow because I bring it to them. If anything, they grow in just their ability to communicate things. You know, this is how I perceived it. Mm-hmm. They're going up. I'm going up. We're all going up. Yeah. Humi- that's where the grace comes in humility is yes. I'm asking a question. Now we're all going higher. Yes. I, one of the things that came up early on, this, this whole series started with the debrief of, mm-hmm. of yeah. a, whatever kind of an event. Okay. Yeah. But that asking the questions and allowing people to ask questions yeah. and have a conversation opens a, a door for everybody in the room to mm-hmm. kind of get a better perspective, a more yeah. balanced perspective that goes across to, you sure. know, everybody's piece of the, the project, yeah. in a sense. And not, not feeling like, well, I did everything I did. I was mm-hmm. perfect in, and, you know, everybody else failed. It's more like, okay, well, let's kind of talk through this because yeah. I, and I've used the word, you know, blind spot um, before in conversations, go, hey, this may be a blind spot. I don't know. Yeah. Tell me if I'm not seeing this right, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because we're only looking from one side of things. And if you have good believing, you know, God following people around you that you can ask those questions and get the perspectives, it, it's a huge benefit to you. Why, why go through life with one flashlight when you can yeah. go through life with, you know, five or ten, mm-hmm. especially your yeah. pastor, yeah. who the Lord is already imparting wisdom and understanding and anointing for your life. What makes you think that what you're going through, the Lord has not already spoken to your pastor, to your leader, that he already knows or she already knows there's a weakness here and they don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. When you open yourself up for that conversation, yeah. it opens the, the, the conduit, the, the avenue for the Lord to speak into your life through your leader. Yeah. It's huge. That's good. Yeah, That's pastor good. said something. Um, about we actually that we so we had that debrief. So pastor was teaching on how to, how to do a debrief. We had a debrief like that, like you said, Monday or whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. I was so uncomfortable <laughs> during that debrief that this team, like with us, we had it. I was so uncomfortable because I felt like something's gonna be pointed out that I did wrong, and it's gonna make me like be really upset at myself, basically. I'm going to, because I haven't, like, chronic failure, handling all that. Yesterday when I was saying, like, thanks, guys, for doing the broadcast for me. Like, it, there really was, like, I, I needed yesterday's broadcast so much. Um, because during the debrief, the whole time, I'm just like, what did I do wrong? I probably did something really bad. So, like, as everyone's bringing things up, like, okay, so this person, not really person, but this happened and it kind of negatively affected my part and we had to talk about those things. We had to bring that stuff up and it made me so nervous. But something Pastor said on the broadcast was you actually should want that to be publicly shown because it helps everybody. It does. If you you have a weakness that gets shown and gets corrected in front of your team, your whole team is going to go up. It will. And that's, I've, thankfully, I've been able to see you guys talk about that in your leadership, uh, 
in your leadership meetings here at the church, you guys are very vulnerable in that way. And at times I'm just like, how do you do that? But I know that it's always, I mean, the way you guys talk about it, obviously I'm not in those meetings, but just like glimpses I've heard, it's just like, it's been so beneficial. Well, and I mean, you can see, hopefully those of you who have ever watched a broadcast when I've been on, I'll even do it when I'm ministering because it go it all goes back to humility humility leads to grace humility always leads to the grace of god being evident for somebody's behalf and so you'll notice like even when i'm on the word i'll typically come in and tell you guys where i've missed it in the past because what'll happen is something i did wrong somebody else can then take that and be like i'll go higher with this so even in a debrief i'll try almost every single time to list something I messed up with because then it makes it easier for somebody else to come in. It makes them feel safe. It's part of that whole creating safe harbor. And I've not always been good at this. You know, I'm, I'm growing in this, but pastor mentioned it in the man who would be King series. A good leader isn't scared to, and this is my paraphrase of it, but a good leader isn't scared to show a weakness out of fear, you know, that they'll lose followers. You mentioned that earlier. And I had to get really okay with that. You know, Marky and I and Abigail and Rachel, like there's there's like a, a sisterhood that's there between all of us. And for a while, when Abby started coming into the church, Abby, I'm talking about you. Um, when Abby started working at the church, it was a whole new level of our relationship. And she saw me make some mistakes and I had the fear of she's not going to respect me anymore. You know, she went from being my youth and me as her youth leader and her as my youth to now we're co-laborers in the ministry together. And what's she going to think of me failing? And I needed to get over that. And so I, when I started shifting how I was leading instead of, I know so much and you're here, when I allowed the Lord to really start flowing through me differently and I've messed this up. Let, let me come under you and show you how I can do this better or how I learned to do this differently. It totally shifted the dynamic of our relationship because before she would, it was difficult for her to receive from me because I was approaching it from, I know so much and you need to learn from me. One's talking down to the other, but when a leader will humble themselves and bring themselves down, Like when I'm correcting Luke or something and I have the ability, I'll get down on my hands and knees. Like, and I'll look at them, I'll look at him face to face if, if the situation calls for it, because I'm, I'm not looking to Luke, you messed up. Marky, you messed up. Let's, let's come down together. I'll meet you where you're at. And together I'll raise you to that, to the place you're called to go to. That's what Jesus did with us. Mm -hmm. He left his authority. The word tells us that he didn't consider equality with God, a thing to be grasped. He left his position of authority and came down in the muck where we were to then lift humanity up to a position of righteousness with God. And as leaders, we can't be scared to get into the weeds with our people, with our team. If we see a team member flailing, our, a good leader comes down and helps support them back to the place where they where they need to go. Yeah. So there's humility. It's interesting. We've kind of covered it, but humility with your leader, humility with those you're leading, and humility with your team. Yeah. 
Like, and that's something new that I've tried to do is be humble with the team. Like even with Kevin and Buddy, the other day, I was getting really upset because we got new equipment and I felt like they knew it so well. And like, I didn't, I was like struggling. I was having a hard time not knowing how to operate things. And there's all this information being thrown at me and I wasn't processing it well. So I started to get in condemnation about it. And then it hit me and I'm like, they're, I need to be in humility with my team. So like I brought it up to them and I was like, yeah, just so you guys know, like this is how I've been feeling about it. And they were like, what? No, you're so smart. And like, they were like, and then for the rest of the day, like I would do something and Buddy's like, look, look what you did. You did that. You did so good. And like Kevin, look, you did so good. Not patronizingly. Not patronizing. <laughs> Genuinely kind. And I'm like, why, why would I ever not be humble with them? Like they're, you know, so there's this feeling of like, I'm, I'm not going to be humble and open with my team because I need to have it all together. Yeah. But I was, I was losing something in that. I was, I, I was gaining with being in humility. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it's your glad, turn, Jim. I'm so glad we weren't a bad example right then. Amen. <laughs> Praise Thank God. the Lord. That could have been painful. Well, I mean, everyone would have grown. Yeah, we true. Moment. True. So. <laughs> see that? That worry, that little fear? See how that gets in there? Mm. Yeah, come I on, get by that. Sorry. Come on. So messing up isn't necessarily bad. Staying in the mess is bad. Yeah. Right? That's good. That's, we were kind of, Pastor Nicola was talking about last night, you know, when... We do make mistakes. We're bound to make some mistakes in our life, you know, because yeah. we're not quite yet perfect. And mm -hmm. we want to live by faith, step out in faith um, as we're learning and getting closer to the Lord and mm -hmm. Him leading us, yeah. you know. Even, even sometimes when we do things that we feel we're led to do, mm -hmm. we don't necessarily always see the outcome perfectly yeah. or the eternal benefit of what we did. And sometimes we can feel like we missed it in a way, in, in trying to encourage someone or say something to someone. Yeah. And, and we don't always know, but part of it is the faith that, that really trusts that the Lord is, is loving us and, and leading us. And yeah. one of the things that, that's, that keeps coming to my mind is we, we apply faith to so many things about our Christianity and our walk and our, and our, our work. Yeah. And one of the things that's been, you know, coming to me over and over as pastors talk about this to us that I need I need to apply faith to me growing. And mm -hmm. and Pastor was talking about the vision, having a vision for growth, yeah. um, making preparation for increase. Mm -hmm. That's not just financially or or you know learning wise, but in a sense of me personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, if I want to be able to walk in a, at a level that the Lord's called me to, um, His provision is there for me to get there. Yeah. But if I'm not quite there yet, I need to apply faith to get to to let Him move in me and change me. Mm -hmm. And if I think I'm already there, I'm already in trouble. That's sure. already a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So yeah, you put a lid on your yeah, yeah yeah. I mean, ah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, <laughs> well, it's like, like a plant, you know? Yeah. Like a plant can only grow as big as the yeah, pot that it's exactly. in, or a fish, you know, in a bowl. It can't mm -hmm. grow any higher, larger than That's a pot. True. That's true. And what we, what, what many times we can, we have the propensity to do is we, we have the propensity to limit ourselves, mm -hmm. um, not through, not, not, not in like the worldly false humility of, mm -hmm. Of oh man, you know I'm just you know I'm just me. I'm just a mess. Because people think that's humility. That's not humility. Mm -hmm. You know I have so far to go. You know it, it, it's the heart behind it. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I can I can be like, oh man, I just have so far to go and not grow. Or I can be, man, I have so much far further to go. There's like, <laughs> see, so exciting. Th- see that th- that's the that's the that's the rest that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. That's the humility that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you know that we've been talking about this whole time is that God wants you to increase. Yeah. God has plans for you to increase. God has plans for you to grow. He doesn't have plans to limit you inside inside this small little cocoon. Mm-hmm. He has He has plans for you. To, for you to grow far beyond all that you can ask or think, mm-hmm. you know, beyond all that you can ask or think. So, so think big wow. and he'll do, he'll do greater than that. See, like a lot of times when we say like God's ways are higher than our ways, well, we're, what, what a lot of people are actually saying is that what they're, they're actually like think they're saying is, um, they're just saying, oh, well, you know, if God does so- something that's just miserable in our lives, he knows what he's doing. But really, when it says God's ways are higher than our ways, it means our ways, like the, our greatest thoughts, his thoughts exceed those. Awesome. You know, So that's where the humility comes from. And that's why, you know, when we were talking at the beginning about, the, um, about you know, that scale, if you would rate yourself from 1 to 10 um, in your leadership... <laughs> Yeah. You know, when, whenever I first heard the leadership training, like he said, rate right from one to ten, I'm like, I'll be humble. I'll say about a six. I'm about a six point five seven. You know, that thinking I'm humility, yes. I'm humble. And then at the end of the leadership training, I'm like, okay, I might be a two or a three. Now it just keeps dropping. <laughs> um, but it's because it, it's because I'm starting to recognize. Not not oh, I'm all the way down here and I have so much higher to go. You know, I'm recognizing. There's just so much more that yes, God has. That's it. The scale There's, keeps getting bigger. The, the scale keeps getting bigger because my understanding of God keeps getting yes. bigger. As, as I begin to understand more of God, it's not, it's not that, oh, man, I'm just so weak and miserable. No, it's, it's my God is so much bigger. His mercy will meet me where I'm at. His grace will make me more like him. Yeah. See, that's the difference between mercy and grace. His mercy will meet us where we're at and when we need him. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, come boldly before his great throne so that you can receive mercy in time of need. But mm-hmm. then grace, grace will bring you higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so, you know, uh, so that's why, you know, as time goes on, my, my position on that scale keeps getting lower and lower, not because I start feeling I'm become more self-deprecating over myself, but because I'm seeing God is so much bigger than I am. Mm-hmm. And, and the Bible says the path of the righteous, like the morning sun, it just keeps getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until the full light of day. He's yeah. taking me from mountaintop to mountaintop, victory to victory. He's always leading me to triumph, which means I'm only going up. Yes. And, and, so, and so that's where I can find joy, is that as, as the ceiling keeps increasing, you know, well, there is no ceiling because yes. it's God. Right. But as I begin to see more and more of God and what He has for me, I, I see more of the potential that I have to go up. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm so far down here, but I can go up yes. because yeah. His grace is sufficient. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Kev. Did, were you going to say something? Well, you know, as Betty's talking, what it makes me think of, and Pastor says a variation of this, but if you, like, if today you reached your maximum leadership potential today, like you became the best leader you could ever be, <laughs> and let's say you're 40 years old, well, the Bible promises that you get to live to be 120. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you apply faith toward it. So you have 80 more years on this earth. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like a roller coaster or like a ride at Disney World. Like, when you have the most fun, do you want it to stop and be over? You want it to keep no. going. Mm-hmm. When we truly walk with God, there's no end to the goodness or yeah. to the heights that we can reach. It yeah. just keeps getting 
better. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, oh, woe is me. Like Buddy was saying, it's not a woe is me. It's a literally every day is going to get better. Yeah. Serena has a saying that she'll pray out and she's like, thank you, Lord, that today is the best day yet. And that's awesome because it truly, each day with God, each moment of growth, it's just taking you higher. You're just going to see more goodness of God coming through you, in your teams, in yeah. your life. You know, maybe you don't oversee a team. Maybe you're married. Maybe you're not married, but you've got family. You're part of a team in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. People in the body of Christ, you're part of a team. Yeah. You know, just, just a fun fact, if you didn't know, pastors can't do everything. You know, the fivefold ministry, they're there to equip the saints. Yeah. They're to equip, to do what? To lead, to yeah. be leaders. You know, pastors are not capable. You know, the vision of Boomerang, it's ginormous. Yeah. There's so much Boomerang's called to do. Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole will not be able to have a hand personally in every single life that we're called to influence. Mm -hmm. But I'm called to influence people. Mm -hmm. You're called mm -hmm. to influence people. Yeah. Buddy, Kevin, Marky, they're all called to influence people. And if I learn how to be a leader now, then the team where I'm planted, the team of Boomerang, I can then cause that team to go higher and further. We've got to be in unity, though, and in humility, so that way we can receive from each other. If Marky comes and tells me, hey, this happened, and I don't receive it, I'm blocking that grace. I'm blocking the team moving forward. There's yeah. got to be that trust with one another. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if this is anyone else, but when everyone's talking about like, oh yeah, I thought I was this number and I'm actually this number. I was on the other spectrum. I was like, I'm a minus 20. Don't put me in leadership. I don't want to be. I was like, just put me behind everything. I will be happy in the back. And uh, so for me, it's been like, not necessarily like a number thing of realizing my number, realize, it's just been a, a growing thing of not relying on myself as a leader and Barrett being like a lot of the time, like if you can do it, you can do it, Marky. God's yeah. in you, you can do it. Well, that's humility too though. Mm -hmm. Yes, you know, that's there's what Pride can be two ditches. It's the I'm so great and the I suck so bad. Yes. And both of it's pride. And so humility says, God is able to flow through me more than I think he can. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, one of the things, and like, I don't know where you guys are at watching this. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be on the ditch of, man, I'm the greatest leader in the world. You could also be on the other ditch saying, oh, man, like, I'm a minus 95. You know, like, <laughs> where, wherever you're at. But we, we, you know, we said this at the beginning, leadership is discipleship. Mm -hmm. And in uh, Matthew 28, 19, what does the Bible say? Go into all the world and make disciples. That, and that, that's the Great Commission. That mm -hmm. means we're all required to do this, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not just like, oh, well, you know, God hasn't called me into ministry or he hasn't called me into leadership. I'm just, you know, you know I'm just a lay person or I'm just like a, a worker, you know, whatever. You know, every single one of us are called to leadership. Yes. Like, put that in the comments. God is calling me to leadership. You know, God has a plan for you to increase in, in your leadership abilities. And that's why pastors doing been going through through this this week on the broadcast. Mm -hmm. You know, talking about leadership, talking about different leadership principles. It's mm -hmm. not just 
Like, because recognize, like this is this is lunch plus broadcast where we're where we're sending this out to everybody. Like, we're not just like gathering in the pastors and the leadership, and we're and we're teaching them these things. We yeah. this is stuff that we're spreading out to everyone because everyone is called to be a leader. Just like yeah. Barrett was saying, you know, mm-hmm. Barrett was saying, uh, you know, that every single one of us, you know, whether whether you're a mother or yeah. a husband or a or even a youth, a teenager, yeah. you know, there's the, the kids around you, the, your siblings look up to you, you know, all these different things, you know, we're surrounded by people, every single person th- that's listening to this, there's someone who looks up to you, yes. there's someone who looks to you, whether you believe it or not, there's someone who looks to you, you know, and, and that's the reality, and so when we start growing in these things, when we start, like, looking up to, to God and saying, God, I need your help in humility. Mm-hmm. God will give us the grace and he'll te- and he'll show us. Amen. He'll show us how to grow. He'll show us how to lead. And, and that, and yeah. Uh, a sobering <laughs> thought. Yeah. We're all leading someone, whether we know yeah. it or not. Yeah. Somewhere. Put that in where, the comments. Where are we leading people to? Yeah. And what is our life reflecting? And uh, we, we've talked so much about leadership being um, humility. Um, if that's all you model is humility and and loving God you're leading people in the right direction Mm -hmm. that's what's important that is the most important thing Mm -hmm. that's what we're all here to do bring glory to the Lord and and, uh, you know work out his plan and 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 his purpose for our life and um, you know I I'm humbled in in a sense just you know the different leadership principles Mm -hmm have a way of bringing you down to a reality in mm-hmm. a sense, you know, yeah. okay, well, I, you know, here versus there, and I got places I can work on stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, when we were talking so much about being motivated by love and motivated by God and mm-hmm. his plan, yeah. that's the key to the whole thing, um, is, is where are you leading? Where are you leading to? What, mm-hmm. Why are you leading? Yeah. And um, when, when you're open to the Lord, one of the things that Pastor had brought up was that a, a leader is, is someone that's seeking God, that, that's mm-hmm. someone that's um, humble before God and mm-hmm. is looking and, and trying to live out that vision. We're living out um, a vision that Boomerang Church or Lunch Plus is called to. Mm-hmm. As, we're, as we're moving in that direction, we're leading mm-hmm. in, in the right way. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying this, you know, pat us on the back, but... It, it's not bad to sit down and kind of take a little inventory of things and where they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, think about who you're leading, who you have influence over, yeah. and how you're influencing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it might be a, an adjustment place. I mean, I, I know I'm saying this for me as much as anybody else, mm-hmm. where I need to adjust something because I haven't been the, the right example, or I haven't approached it. In, in the godly way or the biblical way. Mm-hmm. I'm literally unlearning 30 years of leadership, of mm-hmm. business leadership, unlearning some of this stuff mm-hmm. because it's not based in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that simple litmus test has mm-hmm. like totally burned down my forest. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, the Bible says. Uh, Paul, Paul praying to the Corinthian church, he said, I pray that you being rooted and established in love. Mm-hmm. 
you know, be, or Ephesians, you know, it's one of the two. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said, I pray that you being rooted and established in love, everything that we, we do, every, everything like in leadership, all these things needs to be rooted and established in love, yeah. in love for God, mm -hmm. in love for people, because Jesus said the greatest commands, love the Lord your God with all your heart, yep. soul, mind, and strength. The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Everything we do in leadership is rooted and established in love. Mm -hmm. Because God is love, and apart from Him, we can do nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Hannah said, uh, Hannah said in the comments, she said, God, I can't do this without you. That's what Jesus said. Apart from me, you can do no thing. You can't, we can't lead without Him, apart from Him. We can't do this apart from love, you know. And so when we have love, when we, ha when we operate in love, we can operate in rest. We can operate in hope. Uh, conf joy and confident expectation, faith, all these things, mm -hmm. it, it, it falls under love. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. And as you know, we're, we're getting to around the time where we're going to be closing here mm -hmm. in a minute. But before we do, you know, I'm sure that this week has likely challenged you just like it has us. If you have any questions, put them in the comments right now. Yeah. We want you to be able to ask or, you know, I think Joni, um, Earlier, she was sharing how when Pastor was talking about Acts um, and the disciples in the book of Acts and seeing the leadership structure, she'd never thought of it that way. If there was something that stuck out to you in particular this week, or if you have any questions, put them in the comments right now so that way we can grow together. Because even you guys, like, as you're hearing this stuff, there's likely something that stood out to you yeah. that's different than what we all got out of it, too. Because yeah. the Lord ministers to each one of us differently. And that's okay. And here's the thing. You're not called to be a carbon copy of pastor. Mm -hmm. You're not called to lead the exact same way that Pastor Nicole does, that I do, Marky, Buddy, or Kevin. Like, we're all going to have a different differences that come out of us because we all look differently. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to what Kevin was just saying. The motivation, mm -hmm. if the motivation is because I love God, yeah. then even if it looks slightly different, it's still going to be him. You know, it's like God, imagine God is a diamond. If we only look at the, at the part of God that we see and that we know, I'm going to miss the part of God that Marky is. I'm going to miss the part of God that Buddy is. I'm going to miss the part of God that Kevin is. They're over there. That's why I'm pointing. I'm not just like randomly picking a spot, but there's so many different facets to who he is. You know, he's gentle, and yet he's strong. He's powerful, and yet he's protective, and yet he's compassionate, and yet he's generous, and he's the healer. And all these different parts of who he is, that's why there's so many different members in the body. Because each person, they, they have a different voice, but your voice is needed. Even if it sounds different than mine, or it sounds different than Marky's, or, or the gents that we have over on the side, different than pastors, that's needed. Your voice is needed. Your leadership is needed. The body of Christ as a whole will not be what it's called to be in its fullness without you. You're a part of God's plan here on the earth. He could have picked any moment, any time throughout history for you to be alive. And he said, right now, 2021, February 19th, you need to be here. Your voice needs to be heard. Your leadership needs to be had. The body of Christ needs you. You're needed. You're valuable. You're important. God needs you. He needs you because he can't do anything on this earth without an ambassador. He needs you to be that ambassador. 
He's empowered you, and you're capable. Mm -hmm. An able and adequate minister is who you are. That's your identity. And that's why we've been talking about this this week, yeah. because we want to help you get to be to where you're called to go. We want to do everything we can as part of our leadership here at What's Right. We want to do everything we can within our ability to make you look like the minister of God that you're called to be. Serena just put it in the comments. God made me for right now. He did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right now. And if, he, if I'm alive for right now, then I need to receive all that I can from the Lord mm -hmm. so I can do all that he wants me to do. Yeah. That's why we take inventory of ourselves. That's why we get humble. That's why we receive impartation and instruction and correction so that we can be his people here in this earth and do the things he's called us to do. Amen. And if that's you right now, you know, I see it in the comments. Hannah, I want God's will for my life. Me too. Yeah. Praise God we have you on our team. Yeah. You know, praise God we have a Hannah. Praise God we have a Serena and a Priscilla and a Joni and a William and a Johnny and the Kevins and Buddy and, you know, all of our people that are on right now. Praise God. The team needs you. We need you in this body. You will be who you're called to be. That's, what, that's what's going to come from today is, Lord, let every eye... Thank you, Father. Let every eye be opened yes. to what is the hope of the calling in Christ. Let every eye be opened. Let hearts be receptive. And put this in the comments. I will be who God has called me to be. I will be who God's called me to be. Lord, in Jesus' name, any spirit of fear that has tried to come on your people the way that Marky described it. You know, in Jesus' name, we bind a spirit of fear. We bind it. Your word tells us, God, that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, loosed on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Lord, we thank you that every fear is bound. Your word tells us that you gave us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. God, give the viewers today, every viewer who's been on and who has esteemed your word today, Lord, whether it be right now or in the time to come years down the road, give them a sound mind, open their eyes, open their ears, and let them think on God's level and let them be humble. Let the grace of God go to work in their life now. Say that out loud. Lord, I humble myself to you. I need you. I need your help. I want your help. I've got to have you. And I will do whatever it takes to look like you. Help me. Be the leader I'm called to be. And Lord, for every person, myself included, who prayed that today, take us to new places of leadership. Take us to new places of rhema. Take us to new places of understanding and flowing with you. And let us look more like you today than we did yesterday. But tomorrow we'll look even more like you than we do right now. Let us only increase, just what Marky prayed out today on the broadcast, let us only increase in wisdom, in maturity, and in favor with you. And Lord, we thank you that as you take us to new heights, that you draw men unto us, that we can point them to you. 
Every bit of our leadership, let it point to you and your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, guys, thank you. This has been an awesome broadcast. Yeah. This has been awesome, guys. And we just want to give you an opportunity. Um, we sow this broadcast into you guys. We, we, we love you guys. Everything we do is rooted in love. We love you. And we want to bless you with this broadcast. And, you know, I'm telling you, you know, we've been talking about increase today. You know, how, yeah. how God's just increased this broadcast, you know, with, with all this new equipment, with all, the, all these incredible things. God's blessed us, you know, uh, like over these last few weeks, we've multiplied insane, incredibly. We've multiplied, you know, we've multiplied greatly. And, um, and it's just been incredible how God's been blessing this broadcast. And, you know, we just want to encourage you to be a part of that, you know, to partner yourself with this ministry. And if you want to partner with this ministry, it's up on the screen right now. Uh, you can look at the lower thirds. You can go to giveww.org and you can give that way. We got Cash App where you can do cash tag give, give www. They're, they're, they're right there on the bottom of the screen. But we, we're just going to pray over anyone who, who the Lord's leading. Because, again, everything we do is in love. Mm-hmm. And love is... A choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the leading of God. So at the leading of the Lord, if the Lord's leading you to give, if he's not leading you to give, don't give. But if the Lord is leading you to give, we want to encourage you to give. And we're going to pray a special blessing over that seed right now. So, Father God, we just thank you for everyone who's sowing online, everyone who's sowing into this ministry, everyone who's sowing into this broadcast, Father. God, right now, we just pray that that gift will be pressed down, shaking to, shaken together, will be running over and poured out into their laps, God. We thank you, Father, that your word says, give and it will be given to you. Father, that, the words of Jesus Christ himself. So, Father, we thank you that those seeds that are sown into this broadcast, God, you will be multiplying it and multiplying it exponentially. God, that those who give uh, those who give bountifully, they will reap bountifully. God, they will reap with shouts of joy. God, I thank you that you will provide all their need according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for the seed. God, bless the seed. Multiply it. Increase the sower. In Jesus' name. And God, we pray a special blessing of increase over all of our viewers right now. God, increase them. Increase them in wisdom and stature and favor, God. God, as they put on humility and as they put on love, God, increase them. God, bring them higher, God. Uh, Those who humble themselves, God, exalt them, Lord. Exalt them. Promote them. Give them the grace to become promotable. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an awesome broadcast. It was fun. It was good. It's been powerful. We love you guys. We love you. I don't know. I just thought I thought I thought you guys wanted to say goodbye as well. I was saying goodbye over here. You can say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> we love you. We'll be back next week at eleven thirty. Thanks for being on. And send us any questions that you have. We love you.